Hello, I'm Dr. Doris Forte, and welcome to the Visionarium Podcast, where ordinary people gain extraordinary vision. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And if you've been here before, welcome back. This is part three of our series called Get Brainwashed. Last week, we began creating clutter piles for specific categories of mental and emotional clutter that you've been able to identify so far from the chatter that you're hearing inside your head. You're adding these to your list and keep working on that list. Today, we'll discuss two more categories of mental and emotional clutter that you need to know about and that will come in handy as you continue to sort through your list in preparation for the process of brainwashing and getting rid of some of that emotional and mental junk. So let's take a dive deeper inside the Visionarium. Of all of the members of that itty-bitty, nasty committee that holds court inside your head 24-7, one of the most discouraging, destructive, debilitating, and dangerous gremlin is fear. So many of us have become hypnotized and mesmerized by the delusional lies and twisted truth that this particular imp presents persistently. Fear does not whisper. It shouts, overshadowing your own voice and disabling your ability to hear your own thoughts until you are immobilized by negativity and consumed in despair, to the point where all hope is lost. And make no mistake, the only defense against fear is hope. So rest assured that hope is not lost, because we are here to learn how to break free of the lies that keep us at arm's length from our dreams. And from living a life that reflects peace and harmony and serenity and just from being happy and joyous and free. For many of us, it's been so long since we have felt happy and joyous and free in our lives that we forget that this is our birthright. We've just moved way past that mark. And our goal is to find our way back to that. Because that is the feeling that will give us the confidence that we need to be able to count on ourselves no matter what. And by being able to do that, a lot of the fear and anxiety that we feel will just naturally dissipate. But let's talk about what are some of the lies that fear compels us to believe. One of the first ones is. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. We postpone and we procrastinate because we feel that we aren't ready. Whatever it is that we want to present to the world or whatever goal we want to pursue, we make the excuse that we're not ready to do it. There are other pieces that need to be in place first before we can do it, whatever it is. If we wait until we are ready, we'll never start. 
there's always going to be another piece that we can put in place. There's always going to be another circumstance that has to happen before we feel it's time to do it. Sometimes we just have to feel the fear and do it anyway and get past the requirement that we do it perfectly. There is the possibility that we can learn as we go. But what's important is that we do not become immobilized by fear, telling us that we're not ready. Because we probably are. And the world is probably ready for whatever you have to offer. Which brings us to the second lie. I'm not good enough. I'm too this. I'm not enough that. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Hmm. Can you be more specific? Because the truth is, I'm more than good enough. And that should be your attitude too. There are some things that I do better than other people. There are some things that other people do better than me. I probably could not hold my own in a tennis match one-on-one with Serena. But you know what? She probably can't hold a candle to me with organic farming. We are good enough. And our best offering is always more than enough. We just have to get honest with ourselves and know that there are some areas in our life that need to change and then find the courage to change those things. Put the work in, do the deal, and make it good enough. Another lie that fear shouts at us is that we have to be perfect. I can't present this because it's not perfect. I I don't look right because my hair is not perfect. I don't have on the perfect outfit. I think perfect is boring. Perfectionism doesn't exist. There's no way that I can compare myself to anyone anymore than anybody can compare themselves to me. We are all perfectly imperfect, just as we are. There is nobody else like us, so it's a futile activity to compare ourselves to anybody or to have anybody compare themselves to us. Just as we are is perfect. Can we do things better? Absolutely. When we offer our best, It's always enough. Another lie is that, well, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when, I'll take happiness right now, thank you. Happiness is a habit. It is a habit that we cultivate actively by incorporating situations into our life that create moments, experiences of happiness rituals, happy places in our life, happy people that bring about an experience of happiness when we share time with them, and to buy into a lie that you will be happy when, again, is buying into that whole illusion of perfectionism. You're saying, I cannot be happy, I will not be happy until everything in my life lines up. Well, it's unlikely that that will ever happen, 
that all the ducks are lined up in a row like that in our lives is, is just unrealistic. And we don't need it to be. What we're seeking here is a sense of balance that no matter what, we have at our core a sense of being so consolidated within ourselves, so spiritually sound, that our serenity and well-being is not at risk if a few things happen to fall into the unhappy category. We just accept that as part of life and know that in due time, our peace will be restored. That's what we're going for here. That is the goal of our time spent in the visionarium. So rather than spending a lot of time focusing on the lies, because there are many, and I'm sure if you've been adding to your list and paying attention to your thoughts this week, some of those thoughts reflect a spirit of fear and anxiety. Fear usually goes along with worry. So let's talk a little bit more about the nature of fear, what it really is, what it really isn't. You know, there's a saying that uh, there is nothing to fear but fear itself. That is very, very true. There's also an acronym that I want to share with you that is really worth remembering. The acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. The catastrophes that we fear that have us worrying and so worked up are only happening inside our head. So it's false evidence appearing real. What most of us really fear is death. And I'm not just referring to physical death, although some of us feel fear about that too. I'm talking about the death of things, the death of a relationship, the death of a career, a job, the death of family as we know it, because there's an empty nest situation coming up, the death of health due to disease or illness, that kind of death. Perhaps a better word for that is change. We resist change with everything that's in us. At the core of most of our fears is a fear of change. And what's interesting is that while most of our fears are totally imaginary, change is the only thing that is absolutely certain to occur. In this world, the only constant thing is change. Everything else is transient and will pass away and will end somehow or change into something else. Nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is promised. Everything is uncertain. Anything can happen, and it might. Except change. You can count on that. So what we fear is change, over which we are 100% powerless. So let's look at fear again. Fear in and of itself is nothing to fear. It's really a very natural, useful human emotion. When we perceive a situation that feels like a threat, our body produces hormones that cause us to react to that perceived threat in a way that is fight 
or flight. So fear is something that saves our life. It gives us stronger perception when we're experiencing it and incredible strength. You've seen these movies or heard stories of people who lifted cars off of their loved ones who were in an accident. And I personally have had an experience like that where I was in a fearful situation. That was real fear, not anxiety. And I had incredible superhuman strength. And I personally can vouch for that. I had uh, an experience happen in my life that was real and my life was in danger. I was on the side of a mountain holding on with my arms and my thighs and uh, and it was a mudslide. And I had incredible human strength and perception. So I know that that's true. Also, I survived Hurricane Harvey where there were over five feet of water in my home and I had to evacuate and I don't swim very well. And I can guarantee you, I was not worrying at the time about things and I lost all of my material possessions. But worrying was not something that occurred in that moment. Fear evokes a survival reflex. So it would behoove us to learn more about fear because fear is our friend. And specifically, to learn what do we do when we are experiencing what we perceive to be fear. Because most human beings have about four reactions that they will do when they feel afraid. And knowing what those are will help you understand where you are in that whole process. And you can even work backwards. Most human beings will. When they feel afraid, they will either lie, manipulate, rage, or abandon. That's the normal human reactions to um, the perception of fear, which is usually anxiety. As you begin to pay attention to your thoughts and feel more comfortable spending time in the company of your uncomfortable thoughts, You'll be able to identify more of your behaviors. You'll be able to say, you know, I remember this time when I was feeling afraid. This is what I did. And you'll identify your behaviors. And then the value of that comes in working it in the reverse. When you are tempted to behave in that way, you'll know that what you're feeling is fear and anxiety. And you can change your your thoughts. You can change your mind about behaving that way. If you find yourself lying or manipulating, trying to manipulate a situation or raging or abandoning a situation, you most likely are operating out of a mode of fear and anxiety. And by learning how to sit in it for a minute and become more mindful you can choose again, perhaps a healthier way. And that's just one really useful gift that fear can bring us that will change our lives in a positive way. So again, the problem is not fear itself. We should not fear fear. The problem is our attitude about change and our resistance to it. Again, we have to continually embrace the fact that 
change is going to happen anyway. And we are powerless over that. There's nothing we can do about change, but we can do a lot about our attitude. In fact, that's one of the only things that we have control over. So a good game plan in dealing with fear and anxiety is to listen to the lies that fear shouts at you and one by one refute those lies with truth. Invite fear in and have a conversation with it. If you're being told that you're not enough, get real clear about what that area is, right? And then make the changes in your life, if there are any to make, that would make you feel that you're good enough. All right. If you know you need to begin an exercise program, begin it. If you need to get healthier with your eating, you can do that. These are things that you can do so that when that lie is shouted at you again, you can say, you know what? You're lying. Get out of here and be done with it. And you can attack those lies one by one because the lies cannot stand up to the truth. You just have to summon the courage to have that face-to-face with fear, and you'll come out on top. Every time, and with each victory that you gain over the lies that are being shouted at you inside your head, you will gain confidence. And with that, you will have the security of knowing that you are becoming the kind of person in your own life that you can depend on, someone solid no matter what. And that's the warrior's way. We've come to the end of our episode. Let's swim back up to the surface and take a deep breath. Good work. Thank you for tuning in and listening today. Continue to work on your list this week, and you can also begin sorting some of the thoughts that you've jotted down into the various categories that we've discussed over the last two weeks. And next week, we'll pick up and continue with our discussion about mental and emotional decluttering and show you ways to get brainwashed. And as always, if you have any comments or questions about this episode or ideas for upcoming episodes, please drop me an email. My email address is thevisionariumpodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at insidethevisionarium.com and check out the section called After Images to find post-production notes, worksheets, and other resources that relate to today's topic and more. As a VP, Visionarium Podcast, listener, and you are, you can help us grow our community of listeners by inviting a friend to tune in as well. Thank you very much for that. So until we meet again, remember to focus on your dreams, because you've got to have a dream to make a dream come true. See you soon.